And I'm from the part of the city that they don't be talking about. Hey, Austin, my grandma, my house. Hey, Madhouse on Madison, middle school graduate, could have been trafficking, but I would rather do better than my uncle had in my head to the sky like a Jesse White Bad Flip. Yeah, hey, hey, what's that nigga go crazy? Hey, what's that nigga go crazy? What's that nigga go crazy? And I'm from the part of the city that they don't be talking about. Austin, my grandma, my house. Hey. 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 You're listening to yet another episode of Impress Me With Music. Can you believe that we're still recording these days? Oh, my, my. Yes, I can totally believe that, Mary. <laughs> All right. I'm Mary. I believe. This is my husband. Like Fox Mulder. All right. That's my husband, Dave Metz. <laughs> and we've got two delightful guests here. We're doing a cross... Pod F. Introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Yo, Raheem Salam. Shouts out to MachineCulture.com. And uh, yeah, we're from What About Chicago. What's your name? Uh, my <laughs> name is Ben Maroney, and I'm also here from What About Chicago. Yes! What about it? Yeah. What about Chicago? I really like this song, by the way. Who who's who are these guys? Saba. This is Saba. Saba, is yes. West Side Bound three. So he made three songs called West Side Bound. This is, in my opinion, the best one. Yeah, I love this one. I love anything that references uh, the Jesse White tumblers, though. Yes. Are you guys are both from Chicago? I take it. Yes, definitely. Uh, no, no, I am. I am. Okay, but you're from yeah. Chicago. Do you remember, like, did the tumblers ever, like, come to your school and, like, tumble for you and tell you not to do drugs? Well, you know, Marshall Field Gardens on Sedgwick and uh, near North Avenue, um, it was a, a housing complex and Jesse exactly White's, Jesse White's right? off, office yeah, yeah. and the tumblers' office was in that building. And I happened to live there for a spell, so yeah. Yeah, man. I uh, I just remember like the tumblers like every every weird moment of my life the tumblers were there. I mean, not like They're exactly, great. but they were in like that five year period. I saw I, I see the tumblers like you, once every five years. Do you ever find that you're like at the DMV for so long you start to curse Jesse White's <laughs> name? You're just like you see his face and you're like, what are you, Chairman Mao? Cover his, your face. Yeah, his face is in the in the facility like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't figured it out yet, this is a Chicago fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're about everything about Chicago. It. What about um, it? We'll get back into it in a second, but first, a word from our sponsors. What's up, dudes? Hey, guys. I'm Tobes. I'm Jesse. And we're the host of Worst Contact, a show for aliens by humans, where we discussed every aspect of human life, such as death, life, juggalos, cats, LARPing, art, War Athleticism with world's greatest athlete Action Ronnie Glibson That's one of my favorite episodes yeah. uh, We keep it fun, we keep it goof We never script it and we always have a good time But don't bring the kids along Because we say naughty words All on MachineCulture.com Peace The blue line Everyone wants to live off it But no one wants to ride it Oh man so sweaty right now, so hot, so sweaty, so stinky, all the time. Sometimes you see the blue line and you're like, hey, I might just be on time to work today. Then the doors open and you can't get on because you live by Damon. Twice a year, we crash right into the airport. Right Just the for airport. the hell of it, you know? Live in fear. 
several times a year someone just kills themselves waiting for it and then uh, then all the trains are delayed you're definitely gonna be late for work just be grateful you don't live in japan and we make your family pay for it blue line huh at least it's not the orange line am i right <laughs> hey we used to live off the orange line that, that does not belong in our copy anyways <laughs> blue line only two dollars and 75 cents a ride or free if you're good at jumping You stumble across a very intelligent podcast listener. What do you do? Uh, I ask if they've ever heard of desks and day jobs. Roll for insight. Oh, they haven't, and they yes. want to know more. I tell them Desks and Day Jobs is a D&D podcast that takes the humdrum life of four office workers and injects it with magic, adventure, and hilarious antics. All right, roll for perception. Yes. Oh, that's, uh, they're definitely interested. Uh, I grab their phones and subscribe them to Desk and Day Jobs on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the Machine Culture website. Roll for sleight of hand. Well, that's a critical hit. Yes. Yeah. They're subscribed. Do they have a dog? Uh, can the dog listen to the podcast? Uh, yeah. Roll for animal handling, I guess. Well, that doesn't work. Uh, uh, but they're still interested in Desk and Day Jobs. Yeah. 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 Discs and Day Jobs, now part of the Machine Culture Collective. Huzzah! all over again. I love that. My name is Mary Dolovsky. I'm still Dave Metz. Still Dave Metz. And uh, we've still got those those guys here. The crazy what about Chicago guys. Hi, Raheem Salam here. And I'm Ben Maroney. We took that walk. And this is Diddy Bop uh, by No Name featuring Cam Obi and if I could read the rest of that title I'll tell you who else is on it. But this is off uh, No Name's album Telephone which I absolutely love. And again, this is our Chicago app, so she's one of my favorite Chicago artists. Yeah, we're keeping with the theme. Um, let's get this out of the way real quick. Um, iTunes, uh, give us a five-star review, and you'll get that Starbucks gift card. You know, We have uh, had two people now that have won the Starbucks gift card competition, but they haven't claimed their Starbucks gift card. Is it because you think Starbucks is too corporate? Because if you think Starbucks is too corporate, I can get you a gift card to, like, the yarn store or whatever you're into. Yeah. Or any of our favorite local coffee shops, maybe. Yeah. Yes. If they love coffee. They sound like some real dedicated listeners yes. who do not want anything in return. They just want you to keep doing the show. And, and we <laughs> promise to do that. We absolutely promise. Awesome. Uh, um, so, Dave, you're way better. You know the whole story of how No Name and Chance. Well, let's finish our plugs first. Oh, oh, that's right. We're still plugging. Yeah, we're plugging so follow away. us on Instagram uh, and press me with music. Subscribe on iTunes and you get the episode a day early. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys got any gigs coming up? Anything you want to plug besides your podcast? 
Uh, well, you know, we, we do want to say every Friday um, on Q4 Radio, Q-U-E, the number four dot org. You can listen to What About Chicago. It's your weekly show exploring live art, music, entertainment and culture uh, at 2 p.m. Q4 Radio dot org. And also on all of your podcast formats, just like you guys. Give us a review as well. And uh, we're involved with the production of an event with Hostel Euphoria that's every third Thursday all the way through the summer so that's next one's gonna be on July 19th and where's Euphoria located at? 3464 West Diversity Avenue we'll give you that address right now hell yeah <laughs> and one more thing check out this great band called Sex No Babies sexnobabies.bandcamp.com yeah. sounds like some advice I wish I had gotten nine <laughs> months ago if I'm gonna uh, remember uh, I think that number is wrong I know I know um, I have a show the night that you this podcast comes out I'll be at Phyllis's Musical Inn um, on Division right that's a great place. yes it is yeah. And I have bombed there many times for <laughs> the last six years, and maybe today, you know, today I'll change it. Yeah. Uh, Mary, you got anything to plug? Um, please don't follow me on anything. I really need to keep this corporate job to feed my family. <laughs> I would appreciate if I could really just separate art from money right now. <laughs> <coughs> that sounds fantastic. Cough it out. Yes. Um, oh, also on the 23rd, I'll be at the Celtic Crown, which I put in my calendar as being at 3 p.m. I'm pretty sure that's not the time of the show. That doesn't sound but, right. You know, it is Chicago. You could see a comedy show at a place called the Celtic Crown at 3 yeah. It, it, wait, doesn't that sound like that Tilted Kilt thing? No, no. The Cal- Celticron is is different. The Celticron could use the revenue boost of a Tilted Kilt, but it's, it's just a slowly <laughs> dying. I feel like it's carpeted. God, I, I feel like I remember there being like a carpeted basement area. I, I really never, hope never. they rip that carpet up. It's uh, not, not good for a bar. Sure. Anyway, love, love, Kel- Celtic Crown. Celtic Crown, shout out. Hey, you shout know what? Out. Give them, uh, put some money in their Venmo, uh, right about them on medium, you know? I think they got some good uh, vitamins there, some good vittles. Celtic <laughs> yeah. Crown, good bar food. Yeah, oh, I, love, I love good bar food. It really does, it can change my mood. Like, if I'm having a shitty time in a comedy show, and then someone's like, oh, the wings here are fantastic. And then I have them, I'm like, oh, you know what, actually, I ate a meal, now I feel good. No, see, Dave, I have to stay hungry. I'm actually the opposite. If I eat anything at the show, it's nap time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a skinny dude. Show I canceled. Like, I feel like you're so skinny, you eat something, not, and your body's yeah. like, it's over. It's like, not like, yeah, it's not It's not digesting properly, I guess. So, Stay hungry, guys. Stay hungry. <laughs> um, so, Ben and Raheem, we uh, brought you here because, uh, you know, you guys are, besides being our label mates here, you know, you guys are Chicago experts. I'm, I'm putting that on you. Well, we barely know anything at the end of the day. Loosely speaking, we try. We try to, but yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, Rahm Emanuel wasn't available, so, you know, you, you know a, cons- a concerted effort, we reached out to um, Bucket Boy and uh, Ronnie Woo Woo, we couldn't get any of them, so. Uh, I saw, I, yeah, I saw, I saw Ronnie at Ronnie's Steakhouse the other day. Yeah, Wait, really? So, yeah. Had a, he had a, a nice um, steak. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Ronnie Wu, yeah, he's always downtown and out and about. No, oh, is he I, dead yet? No, I don't know. I don't know who he is. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. These references are, I think, are maybe too deep. 
We're going. We're going sure. deep. We're going deep Chicago now. So Ronnie Wu, he's, <laughs> he he walks up and down um, um, Clark when there's Cubs games, and he's wearing a jersey that says Woo on it. And when you see him, you're supposed to go Woo Woo. And he's and he's always at the game. He's usually always at the game. Was he? We had a guy like that in Detroit, yeah. but he was homeless. Was was Ronnie Wu homeless, or I'm just confusing the two people? I don't think Ronnie was ever homeless. I think Ronnie's uh he's a he's a uh, He's, he's a diehard a, fan. A just such a yeah. die. Okay. He's just always out. There. Like that's his. Like you know, you see me and Ben Maroney taking the walks to all your all the fun DIY spaces. That's uh, what Ronnie does. He just walks straight to Wrigley. Nice. <laughs> I mean, he's, and he's, hangs he's out all it. night. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, you know, do you want to? You wanted to talk about No Name. I do want to talk about No Name. I think everybody knows No Name off her. I think one of her first major features on Acid Rap, which is Chances. That's his first mixtape. Is that no? Is that it's not a second mixtape. That's a second. Days. That's a second mixtape. Um, my my favorite Chance album. I mean, I know that they're all mixtapes. So I'm just gonna say my favorite Chance mixtape by far still is Acid Rap. I think Coloring Book is great, but gotta give it to Acid Rap. Um, we saw her on the track. Lost, which we're gonna play later today, yeah. which I'm super pumped about because it's like one of my favorite songs of all time. But she's so fucking poetic, and this album's I think the first time that she really gets to like shine and, and show off. And of course, there's some badass features on on, on telephone because she's got everybody from the you know you media studio. Yeah, if you want to talk a little bit about that, you know about that. Well, too. so not to beat a dead horse, but so it's weird we play Saba and No Name because they're both you media kids. And I, I did you guys ever fuck with you media at all? Would you ever was that around when you got? Well, you're not no. from Chicago. Yeah, right? I'm not from here. No, I mean that's that's more of a generation with those kids. But um, I'm familiar with it, and it, it it's it is no coincidence. You know, a lot of those you know chance. Uh, uh, Saba, No Name, Alex you know, Wiley, uh, Mick Jenkins, yeah, Mick Jen- uh, 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 Vic. You know, like there's so many in the circle, right? Um, that that have you know they went a lot of them went to school together. Joey Perp, you know, hurt everybody. Right. Like all all these all these uh, young people were in the same circles at the time and. I wish I grew up in their generation. I know, it, it, it all built. It all built greatness. Oh, you dude, know? I was so fucking around with illi- like, illegally downloaded <laughs> copy of Fruity Loops. Is what if, I, if there had been a lot, like I'm from outside of Detroit, if there had been a library where you could just use the equipment and there was other like-minded people around, that would have been the coolest thing. I would have never. No, left. they had a they had a good a good you know a good class as we say sometimes. That was like. A top class over the years oh, of those sure. kids, you know. But you, you definitely got to give a shout out to Harold Washington Library. For sure. With, for without sure. Chicago Public Libraries, we wouldn't have Chance and basically everybody that we and that with, we love right now. That's with all we say about here. Chicago, you know, that library is revered, you know, across the country. People come here and they're like, this library is amazing. I mean, it's, what, how, it's like, what, like 10, 15? I think it's, it's like a downtown it's crazy. building library. Yeah, you can you go know? there every day for a week and discover something new. No, it's yeah. not so, yeah. Oh, those young folks did a good job, and hopefully, many more to come. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, let's talk. Let's just talk. Let's get right into some Chicago shit, man. Like, let's talk. 
You know, obviously. So okay, so Ben, where are you from? Before we get into this, I'm originally from Salt Lake City, Utah. Actually, oh, just like tan from uh, Queer Eye. You ever seen? You ever you seen the new Queer Eye reboot? Mm-mm, okay. I have not. Well, there's a guy named Tan. He's from Salt Lake. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was living in Salt Lake, and then I moved out to California for a while. And eventually ran into some people from Chicago out there, and they always were talking about Chicago every day, about how it's the best city in the world and all this shit, so... Why didn't they live there, though? That's the question. You they know, so great. life is a different journey for everybody, I That's guess. Uh, and so I ended up coming out here and finding this DIY musicians co-op, I guess you would call it now, Hostel Euphoria, and just kind of never left moved here how long has it been six years i think wow it's about six years so you play i mean you play in bands then like in like local music like what what are your how many bands are you in i mean i feel like if you live in a space you must be in like 10 bands uh i mean i right now i'm in two bands i'm in sex no babies which is the band i play in with raheem as well as uh Matt norris who is another euphoriac and ben karras who used to live there and there's a lot of, like, cross-pollination in terms of projects, I would say. Um, I play in another band with some of the other Euphoria band project people that's called Peggy Tenderass. With, <laughs> that's a great uh, name. Yeah. <laughs> Marianne Michael, she is not only hilarious like that, but also is an incredible songwriter and singer. And that's the name she went with, Pe- Peggy Tenders. That is such a great name. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's amazing. And it really is... You would per- love it's, this thing. You it's not love. just a name. It's a, it's a personality. It's really something else. It's a force of nature. Um, and then, you know, I'll sub for a gig here, play on, like, a song there, whatever. We all play music together. He's a very talented, multi-talented <laughs> young man. He's is amazing. It, is it, like, a fertile space where people are just collaborating yes. all the time? Yeah, totally. there's a lot of collaboration. Totally. What What do you play? Uh, mostly I play bass and, like, drum machine and computer and stuff. Um, he plays guitar. But I play guitar and piano. piano. I really like piano. Um, <laughs> but I don't really like... When I play in bands, I'll play bass and drum machine. What's, like, your guys' <laughs> training? Because we're two super failed musicians. <laughs> yeah. Like, so are we. Like, we're, yeah. no, no, I mean, but you're, you're actually pursuing it. Like, like you're, yeah, you're, you're doing like, it. You're, you know, we're not. <laughs> like, I was forced to play classical piano because I'm from a Eastern European immigrant family, and I never, like got very good at it because I would like lock my piano teacher out I'd like not answer the door I'd be like oh bitch you're here because she didn't like me the funny thing is like my sister was super talented but my sister like never stuck with anything that she did and so when I like started taking piano because I like wanted to play an instrument she was just like oh you like little fat fingers okay yeah. but you like stuck with it um, I stuck with it for like almost a decade, and I'm extremely bad. It's really surprising. I no, mean, when, well, you, that... when you don't have a passion for it, though, I, th- I think it's hard like to move forward. That and I think I like I wanted to play like cool shit, and she was just like, "No, you have to play all this classical music." And then, well, your your opinion certainly matters the most. Yeah. But it's just one, and yeah. so. I will say this. <laughs> we, no, we like to do a thing we call amateur art. 
Okay. And the encouragement behind it is not only, you know, for us, but for others to just, if you're artistically inclined, you know, do it till it makes sense and share it and see and, and, and let people sure. be the judge. I know that's hard, y'all. But that's, but look, that is Adele's career. She recorded some songs and sent them to a friend who put them on MySpace. Mm. You know, like, I mean, you should do that. If you feel like you want to do it, you know who I heard? Uh, I think it's this? also like acknowledging that it's okay to create and not have it be perfect or the best piece of art you ever made. It, sure. it can exist as a piece of art, as like a sketch or as a melody or anything like that. You know, like the idea of like can, just producing and creating and living a creative lifestyle. Lives, yeah. I probably, I just found this out recently is going through my uh, old uh, like hard drive. I, I think I must have recorded 70 or 80 songs that no one has ever seen. Like not, not. That's wild, man. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> release those songs. Let them be it'd free. It'd be weird. It'd be weird just to be like, hey, I've been doing comedy for the last seven years, but here's some music. There's no yeah. rules. Oh, There's new, no rules. new career. Look, blows up. Six That's million. True. Yeah. I have so much unreleased bad poetry. Let's go. Oh no. Dude. <laughs> okay. The, the funniest thing is it's all on like a 2007 MacBook Pro that I'll be surprised if like it ever turns on again. But I lent it to Dave like early on when we started dating. Oh, you guys go way back. Yeah. Well, no, we don't. I just like haven't had the hard to get rid of it but it was only like two and a half years ago I lent it to Dave like when we had started dating and I'm like all right like I know you need to borrow a laptop like do me one solid do not go through my fucking poetry dude of course of course and then he went through it and now I didn't even know there was poetry on it (laughs) (laughs) bullshit Exactly right. There's literally there's a there's a there's a folder on the desktop like writing shit. I'm like going through your folders. Secret poetry folder. Don't look in here. Sad sad poems about ex boyfriends. Please don't. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. He read it all. Release that. Release that. Yeah. I'm still hiding that MacBook Pro. So I don't even know where it is. I'm like this can never be found again, man. Like, this just has to die. Oh, we want that. No, sh- speaking Give of... Give us all of your art. Another quick plug. Amateurarts.bandcamp.com. There's four poetry albums that Ooh. Earphoria produced. And that those are... They're great. That's Hostile great. poetry. I gotta get the poetry production game. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Poetry. <laughs> That's how I produce, I produce. It's really easy. We take one of these and to an event and we say, yo, what's up? Would you tell us a poem right now? Yeah, and then they're like, I don't write poetry anymore. I'm not a poet. Yeah, you're like, like, and then you go, okay. You do the whole Lauren Hill where you're like, no, no, no. Oh, headline a festival, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, plug. We're gonna go see Lauren Hill in July. We're gonna have an episode about it. We're gonna see if she shows up on. People are yeah. People are telling us that she's not gonna show up. You guys should have a poll. Yeah, she's notorious for that. Will she or not? I think Uh, she will. I think she. I think Pitchfork. She will, but she's so like. She's had so many, like, financial problems lately. I'd be kind of surprised to turn down that paycheck. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, as a comedian, do you know what I mean? Like, I'd certainly turn down a $10 gig. But, like, You're like, I'm there. Half, you would not turn down a $10 gig. I have. How much do you think she'll make from that show? 
That's a great question. Uh, I know I saw something. <laughs> Lee Fields, I saw. 200,000? No, yeah. not even. I don't but, know. Okay, so. Is that a lot? Wait, where is, the, where, is, where is this event happening? Um, in the Grant Parkish oh, okay. area. That no. area. She'll make, I don't think she'll make that much, my dude. She'll make 200. I mean, it's 200 tens grand? of thousands, though. I will, because I was going to say, is Lee Fields, I mean, I don't know if you guys are familiar with his music, yeah. but he he got paid 10 grand for Pritzker Pavilion. I don't remember how I found that out, but that was a free show. I think, yeah, I would say 10 to 50 grand, to be honest. 50 well, would not thing, be, I don't think 50 would be out of the yeah. out of reason. You the know? thing about seeing something grand. at Pritzker is, like, that's a city event, so that's, like, coming out of the budget or Good whatever. Yeah. Like, they're a grant, whereas Pitchfork is, like, being Private, paid for yeah. by Pitchfork Media, and which in turn is All Star Events or something. I was like deep in their websites the other day, but they throw yeah. Read, the book, be there, read the book of, uh, by Jim DeRogatis. He he did some uh, very great journalism. He's a uh, sound opinions dude. Yeah. That's why. Oh yeah, I need uh, to read that uh, shit about the origins of dude. Uh, if any of your dedicated listeners read that book. I'm going to read it. Let's yeah, have a book they, club. They, they hold us in the same esteem as Jim DeRicotto. I <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I can't argue hey, with hey, that. Hey, Jim, fuck you, Jim. <laughs> Right? <laughs> First of all, up top, beef with Jim DeRicotto. Here we go. Um, number one, <laughs> I listened to your special about the Moog synthesizer, and uh, I forgot all of it. So... <laughs> Can we tag him in the post yeah, for this? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. <laughs> well, we, have, we have so much more music to play. Well, we yeah, do have some music to get into, but let's get into uh, oh, our, uh, Chicago our, shit. Chicago. Or do you want to do Chicago shit, or do you want to do today in music? Let's do let's, today in let's music. Get today, let's get today in music um, just, just out, out of the way. Yeah. You guys have such cool segment names. Today in music. <laughs> All right, Barry. Today in music? What's today? Is today July 12th? It's July 12th when this airs, it'll be July 12th. Oh man, today in music is pretty fucking wild. Elvis Presley signed his first recording contract and quit his job as a truck driver in 1954. Elvis driver? Sorry, Elvis Presley was a truck driver. Elvis Presley was a truck driver. And he signed a contract with Sun Records. You know who else was a truck driver? Vincente Fox, the previous uh, president of Mexico. Alright, but this was a year of bad boys. Oh, a day of bad boys, I'm sorry. Different years. In 1992, Axl Rose Uh-oh. of Guns N' Roses <laughs> was arrested at New York's JFK Airport on a warrant from St. Louis. Rose was wanted on charges stemming from a 1991 concert. What did he do, Dave? I mean, he said something bad. I don't know. He should have blamed the charge of larceny. I don't know. All right, I thought you looked into that. That's all right. Moving on. In John Malvoy was found dead in New York City of a heroin overdose. He was one of the members of Smashing Pumpkins at the time. And 97, Anthony Kiedis, that guy we all love from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Hey, I read his biography twice. He never failed to bring that up when he's brought up. Suffered a broken wrist in a motorcycle accident in Los Angeles, California. In 1999, one of our all-time favorites... Bad boy DMX was arrested in Trinidad in mid-concert for using obscene language. What a bullshit arrest. Which, by the way, DMX has been arrested in excess of 60 times. We so stand by you. 
Yeah. That's crazy that that happens. Yeah, <laughs> like treat it like I'm a doctor. Same, same nope. year. <laughs> other bad boy, Fred Durst. Yes. Uh, Limp Biscuit. I saw him once at an Was American arrested era. in St. Paul, Minnesota for allegedly kicking a local security guard in the oh. head during the band's performance. Shame on you, Fred. What do you think is worse, though? Because Marilyn Manson put his balls on a security guard's head, and I don't know which one's worse. The kick. Balls. The kick. The kick? The kick is worse uh, than the, the balls. Ball, the balls Sexual is more like demeaning. Wait, I'm... Well, who was it? Was it... Well... On, this, uh, on anyone, my dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. He treated <laughs> like a frat boy that went to bed too early, you know? I mean, the violence, the violence is pretty bad, I mean, violence is bad. Sexual misconduct is bad. Both bad. <laughs> we and, should uh, have to say this. Both bad. Yeah. But at least Marilyn Manson, you're like, he's Marilyn Manson, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No. No. <laughs> I try not to. No. But like, okay, okay, Fred Durst v. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Let's be honest, cards on the table. They both die. Are you talking like f- fisticuffs? No. Yeah. If you had to pick one right now, if I was like... To, 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 to what, like, move on? And to have like, a nice yeah. lunch with? Yeah, what, what, what are we picking? If you had to pick one's music... Oh, one's music with Mar- Ma- Ma- Marilyn Manson. That's, that's, that's what Mar- I'm saying, right? You know? Mar- yeah. Artistically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's some cool stuff. Shouts out to Mare. Um, I, I, I saw a picture of him recently. Looks very different. Uh, did, did not I recognize bet. him. I bet. No eyebrows, shaved head. Uh, he's fat. I don't know what's going on. He, got, he's like a, he, he let go? He hasn't had eyebrows in a long time. Yeah, I feel like he's like... <laughs> maybe I just forgot about The other that. stuff, though. The other I feel like, stuff, he, yeah. like he sometimes draws on the eyebrows. Maybe like you caught him before he like had his face <laughs> together. Like if he's going through a quinceanera or something, you know, he draws on his eyebrows. <laughs> he is. He has, he has, you know... He looks like, um, who was that director, that dude from Baltimore, that, um, uh, he made that, that dude, Divine, uh, was the guy he worked with, um, uh, John Waters, John Waters. Waters. He's kind of yes. trying to do, like, a John Waters thing almost Waters. right now. Is Waters he's still a alive? Bit, I love John Waters. I do love John Waters. He's still alive? I think John Waters is still alive. He's, like, kind of a tubby John Waters right now. Yeah. No, like must, I, no I, mustache, but there's something about the pallid face. Healthy, that, healthy John Waters. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's robust. Yeah, he's John, he's John Waters, <laughs> you know, on a high-carb diet. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, he's he's comfortable in his skin. That's that's fine. Let's get into some Chicago stuff. So Chicago shit. You, we're going to ask, we're going to put you on the spot. We're going to ask you best, worst, something. We're going to throw it out. We're not going to talk about pizza, I promise. What about Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Here's what I want to know. You brought up coffee shops. I am suddenly into coffee, mostly because my kid is going to wake up in like three hours and scream for two. Yeah. Where is the coffee? And also, like, where's like a good coffee vibe? Like, where do you, can you actually go to, like, be at peace and drink a cup of coffee or a good-ass coffee? Get some work done. Get, like, work done and not feel like the barista is looking at you and, like, wants to stab you in the eye for only getting one cup of coffee. But, like, where the vibe is chill. What are your places? I mean, I would say find a coffee bud Mm. in the neighborhood. That's just me. That's what I do. Yeah, I, mean, I would say if I'm in the neighborhood, I like mustache. It's pretty chill. They're nice there, and they play nice music. 
I don't really have a pick, I guess, because I like to each coffee shop's like clientele like I like to go for the people watching a lot more so than getting work done I feel uncomfortable at all coffee shops so that's really why is that like I'll go to a lot of dark matter shops it's a weird dynamic I don't know it's just like um I want to chill I don't know. I feel like people are looking, looking around too much. <laughs> people watching. No, I like people watching too. But yeah, no, it's just, it's just a little. Uh, you know, if I'm gonna have coffee, if I'm gonna do certain things, I just, I, I would rather. I like company. Sure. I'd rather like figure out another thing if possible. If I really, I would shop. say there any spot that's not a corporate chain aka like a starbucks or uh what's the other one that's intelligentsia even like i would say just go to the little shops those are usually the best vibes and or yeah (laughs) you don't always make me some coffee at her for you that's that's my coffee shop here for you yeah the front porch (laughs) (laughs) okay what about um okay First date, you got a first date lined up. Something weird, something interesting, you know. Yeah, you don't want to do. You like, can't. We're not talking restaurant. Maybe yeah. we are. Maybe we are. But Dude, yeah, you, so I'm us. I'm single and formerly divorced. Uh, at a at one point, I'm a bad. You're not. I'm not a bad divorced? dude to ask about first dates. I took a first date to see Holy Mountain at a midnight show, at the uh, what is. <laughs> The, the Biograph Theater. No, not the Biograph. The um, the one up north on Southport where Matches is playing. Mm, the um, Music Box. The Music Box. So I'm the music box That's is just a, good, a bad idea. The, the Music Box is a good <laughs> first date place, though, because it's, like, cool and, like, there's, you know, stuff to talk about. and then you But, like, typically I don't like to do it's better than first not. dates where you're, like, watching something yeah. or at a show. It worked out. It worked out, but, like, I would tell people about this and they're like, dude, bad first date idea. Yeah, I feel like the movie has been phased out as the first date. I think the only reason the movie was a first date is because you used to go in cars and you could, like, make out. And it wasn't really about the movie. And I feel like that has kind of gone to the way. Well, that's why that was a good first date in, like, junior high. Because you could get, like, your parents to drop you off at the movie theater and then, like, everybody went inside. But, like, everybody was really just, like, trying to go to second base while watching a movie. Yeah, so, and then you're like walking tall. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> and like, it sucks because you don't get to know someone, and then you like leave after. You know, I would say I like something like bingo. You know, where there's an activity going on. Bingo though, so you, you get know, women in their sixties. No, <laughs> no, bingo's hip, man. Bingo's hip. Well, I mean, I ain't getting shit for dates, so don't ask me. But yeah, bingo or like I think coffee's good. Anything where there's like something else happening, but that doesn't require your whole attention. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. That's why I think like museum free days are also good nice. first dates. Nice, that's very. Yeah, smart. museum uh, free day is great. Anything where you can talk about the shit, you know, and you're getting conversation topics, not conversation walls like fucking take a giant walk, TV. Man. Yeah, take the walk. Yeah, walk around the neighborhood. That's so, some good shit. There's lots of uh, you know festivals, black parties and shit like that go on in Chicago, you know. Not I'm not counting the big ones. Little ones. Burger Fest, Rib Fest, uh Lakeview Dog Fest. I don't know. What what ones are good, would you say? I like the um uh uh what's my homie's names over there? The Silver Room. 
Oh, hell yeah! As they, so as they, uh, they used to have a fest here in Wicker when their location was there. They've moved to Hyde Park. And I was just telling you that last night. They're no fucking doing joke. bigger and better things than ever in Hyde Park, and I really enjoy and respect, uh, even though I'm very... You know, I try to be very, like, do-it-yourself. Uh, but and, and they did. The Silver Room folks did do it themselves. You know, they just... You were going to grown they, folk stories? They go a long time. Yes, grown folk stories, crazy. Um, but, yeah, fuck... I mean, deal with the Silver Room. They're great. And their block party uh, that they sponsor in Hyde Park now is amazing. So I think that would be a fave. I yeah. love Hyde Park. Holy yeah. shit, speaking of which, uh, if you're listening to this episode, the Silver Room Sound System Block Party is this Saturday, July 21st, from <laughs> noon to 10. Nice. So, holy shit, you guys just gave our people some. This is truly cross-potting. It's <laughs> a serious pollination situation. We have to take that walk down there. For sure. Um, have best some park. Best park. Oh, man, I've got a lot of feelings. Chicago River. The Chicago River Path. That's, okay, that's, that's a great choice. Hands down. Get on that shit at Division. Go all the way, all the way north past Irving Park. All the way up past Honer Park or whatever it yeah. is. Way far up there. It's beautiful. You get to be by the river. You get to go on this little adventure. Nice bike path. Fuck big park. And it's nice over there in Sheffield where like dead ends. It's like nice over there. Um... That beach, that whole beach, you know what I'm talking about? That beach area is great. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Out east there? It's like if you go all the way up, basically. Mm. If you went all the way up. Oh, yeah, like up almost to the suburbs. Basically, yeah. You're going, you've gone pretty far. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're biking and you're not hitting red lights. So you're not thinking about it, you know? Yeah, it's great, too. You get to see some little ducks and animals and stuff. You get to ride through the sculpture garden. It's like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say a specific park. Um, I'm just always really impressed with kind of trooping down the parks and spaces along like the Chicago River and Lake Shore. Um, I think it's a very unique opportunity in a big city like this to have that accessibility. And, uh, it, uh, you know, the, as far as the Chicago River, it's mostly a north side thing, but the Lake Shore has some great... Um, exploration opportunities from north to south so I, I yeah I would encourage you to see all of that and there's also some great art which is what attracts me yeah for sure not to like just totally well to totally toot the horn of Chicago um I love I love the like well the, the yeah the lakeshore path that that could take you all the way up into the suburbs to right. some awesome lakefront parks north, north, north and south north and south yeah north north yeah. and south you can you can just again like kind of get lost in in the ride isn't that there. where fort dearborn is though right it's an um, island park or yeah, something yeah, right that's where my grandpa was like when he got back from like the war well, and let him go at fort dearborn well that's like where lake, lake shore lake shore becomes sheridan up there Sheridan. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why I said Sheffield. That's why you're looking yeah, at me. I was like, no, I'm not Sheridan. Sure. And then also, you're thinking about Lakeshore. You're not thinking about the well, river. Path. Well, Sheffield is 1,000. I can see you getting that confused because it is, uh, at one point, it is kind of the same street. So, yeah, so you, where did you grow up in Chicago? Uh, multiple places. Um, <laughs> in the Lincoln Park area, but when I was a kid, it, uh, Cabrini Green was still around. 
Shouts out to 500 and 502 West Oak, uh, Marshall Field Gardens, uh, off of Sedgwick near North Avenue. And, um, you know, I lived a bit near uh, what was originally called Waller High School, but then became Lincoln Park High School. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And um, it's a very, there's no trace of my existence there. Really? At all now. <laughs> it's been very um, skillfully and effectively gentrified. I mean, it's really <laughs> not gentrified at this point. Yeah, it's it's been obliter. It's it, it, yeah, all history of 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 you know folks that were there in my time in my community has pretty much been obliterated, except in our our minds, and and uh, hopefully we'll we'll write a book about it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, yeah, it's a part of, prog- you know, it's evolution. We can get into another conversation about all that jazz. But things change. And sure. There's a, there's I, a know, period behind everything. I'm so. glad that you feel that way because I feel like some people, they get like so like cemented into this zone where they're like, this is ours. And it's like, yeah, but like before you got here, it was someone else's. You know what I mean? And like, if we're really going to go back. Yeah, like we, can debate, we can here. debate particulars. And I, yeah, I've got, I've got some beef if we go in particulars. But at the end of the day, we're here. And, uh, and you know, there, that is, there, there, there is change. So hopefully uh, there'll be ch- good change for everyone. But yeah, that's, that's where I came up in. That's always wild to me, this idea that entire like relics of your life over time become obliterated. I mean, obviously Lincoln Park is a pretty extreme example over the last 20 years watching that change. I mean, Chicago in general has a lot of that. I mean, now like even the loop is still kind of freaky, but I remember like my mom used to work in downtown and this idea that like you wouldn't walk anywhere near like where Merch Mart is, like you wouldn't like there was a time. Spend. There was a time. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't. Oh spend. my God! The thing she said when we moved here, because yeah. we used to live on the south side, and they didn't say anything. But then <laughs> when, we, when we moved here, her mom was like, "One time I come through the street and I saw these men with baseball bats in the streets, and they were hitting people." I'm like, no. well, it's changed. I mean, it's, there's nobody hitting anyone with baseball bats in the Down, street. Yeah, downtown for a time was was. Uh, you know, skid row. So oh, for speak. sure. I mean, you, can still, you can still feel it in uh, in some places, but it's it's crazy. It's crazy how it's changed. Even like I grew up in West Rogers Park, and even going back now, that's been like the immigrant landing hub now for the last 30, 40 years. And so kind of every five, 10 years is one like immigrant group like, you know, levels up out of there. They move, you know, they like start their trek into the suburbs or into like surrounding neighborhoods mm-hmm. and so at that time it was like the Ukrainian population kind of started moving out to like Skokie and then from Skokie out to like Buffalo Grove and kind of like further and further out north and now yeah you go there and it's just a whole different group of refugees it's like the refugee landing pad which is fascinating because it's not what it was but it still sort of is the same like this is it still serves that yeah it that, serves that, right. that, that community same, that you know, same kind sense, of yeah. core purpose yeah. Yeah. fuck music let's do this yeah sorry we got yeah all right so um so what we've done today is uh, Ben and Raheem have each come with an album and they're gonna play us uh, a couple of songs off of uh, each of these albums and um, and then Mary and I are going what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick we're each gonna pick our favorite track favorite track and or favorite album. 
But uh, so uh, let's start with Raheem. So um, wait, no, Dave. Can I? I'm sorry. No, go right ahead. Is it possible? Could we take like like a five or ten? Sure, sure, sure. Take a five. Cool. I want to do. I'm just. You like, try and we're back. Okay, so let's get into these. Uh, let's get into these uh, albums here. Um, albums, albums. Raheem, what was uh, your band? So I broke the rules a bit. And I came with an EP, but I'm very excited about it. Um, it's from Freddie Old Soul. And I think you can capture it on most uh, platforms where there's music, but I, I always look at it on soundcloud.com slash Freddie Farted. And that's Freddie with an <laughs> I-E. Yeah, D-D-I-E. Um, and yeah, it's called uh, Sync. And I, you know, the thing I like about Freddie is it, it's got kind of an old school flavor. I am an older dude. Uh, but, you know, the youth make it new. And I really love, she's a young artist. I love um, kind of her conscious yet real scumbag attitude. Nice. Because I think we, we all, you know, in a sense, whether out in the open or, or deep down inside, kind of struggle with those paradoxes of the human experience. So I appreciate that with Freddie, and I think all our songs capture that. All right, so let's listen. a little bit about what what I was saying you know just like the paradox between being like a conscious person and being you know sort of wrapped up in your feelings I dig this I actually like this a lot I'm always on the lookout for like strong female rappers um, I feel that there are a lot of great ones out there they just don't get the same like representation and you know, unless they're like a Nicki Minaj or something, and they're like so oversexed and like, I mean that's why I love No Name because ultimately she's a poet, and I I love this idea of battling with like being a scumbag but also wanting to be like conscious or wanting to be like woke about shit and then just being like a oh, man, but I've been such a dirt person. <laughs> No, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Do I get to be conscious? Like, do I, could I ever call myself conscious, like, after some of the things I did in my, in my earlier days? I think that's a question to this day for me, y'all. No, I think that's a question that we all should, um, you know, ask ourselves. And I wanted to say shouts out to them people uh, did the production on that song uh, and, and one of the other songs uh, also on the EP. No, so she's doing a great job, and and the live performance is amazing. So if you ever, uh, you know, listen to What About Chicago, and you hear Freddie Old Soul's gonna play, let's go. You should you should meet us there. It's really really a live show. And so Ben, who did you pick? It's uh, Glad Rags, correct? Yeah, I chose Glad Rags, and this is a band that's 
gone through a lot of transitions over the past few years and has really grown to this imaginative and poignant 12-piece pop orchestra. Um, I really enjoy the arrangements and the songwritings, a lot of lyrical themes on interaction with your fellow human being uh, or the lack thereof. All right, all right. So, and this is uh, off of Wonder Under, which is new, correct? Yes, this is a brand new album. There's a uh, there's some music video coming out soon, I think, from them. But uh, you know, the music will be able to speak for itself, I think. All right. Let's take a listen. This is Ode to a Dandelion. Club. Dot club? Yes. Gladrags.club. I would never not say it. Yes. All the autumn leaves blowing through the trees like flying on the breeze like all the birds and bees. Okay, so this is again Ode to Dandelion by Glad Rags. So Ben, uh, Why'd you pick this? Uh, So I chose three songs off this album that I thought would kind of really showcase the versatility of the band. Um, And so I'm a little biased because the singer on this song, Marianne, who's one of the lead singers in the band, is in the other band I play in, Peggy Tenderass. And I just think she has so much soul and power behind her voice. and her lyrics, it, it really touches me. Okay, um, I'm like really digging it now. I don't know if you're gonna cut you off, but I feel like I want to like I want to turn it up for a second. Dude, this is the moment to delve. <laughs> See, and I find that musicians always like music that does that, that takes weird turns, you know? And that's exactly what Glad Rags does. No, they, they, their style is, is um, it switches up through all the songs, and they they really got some great stuff going. A lot of musicians in the band, too, now. How many people are in the band? It's 12 total, I think. Um, you know, and it, they're all such versatile musicians that they play in any combination of who's available for what, uh, which adds another dimension to each time you see one of their shows. So, Mary, if you had to pick between these first two songs, what do you think? Good or Ode to a Dandelion? Um, that's really difficult. Because, I know. Because they're, they're so different. And we play... I mean, we're called Impress Me With Music, but it's mostly Impress Me With Hip Hop. if we're gonna be like real with ourselves um because we've just been like in this like hip-hop mode for the last like i have been for two years i mean since we like 
got together I think it's just we both like have gone on like this total like rap hip hop journey and so part of me is more drawn to good because that's like in my comfort zone right now um but Ode to a Dandelion is really interesting and the the production on it I, I actually like I love it's not like lo-fi but it it sounds like it's so much simpler than it is like there's clearly a lot of shit going on yeah and it's endearing it's endearing yeah but then somehow the production (laughs) makes it sound like it's this like super like simple Mm -hmm. track but like there's nothing simple about this piece and so I think for the yeah opening up a cold one beer (laughs) I think I have to go I think I have to go with uh, Ode to a Dandelion on this one. I gotta go with Good. I think where this one's a draw. I mean, I liked Ode to a Dandelion a lot, but Good took me. If, if we're to do the um, Barry, the Barry Gordy test, okay, <laughs> Good takes me right away. Good grabs me because I'm a I'm a hip hop guy, so I want to be grabbed within the first eight seconds. Right. But Ode to a Dandelion is still excellent. It still it brings that vibe, but I feel like I gotta be in a specific mood for doing dandelion. Whereas good, I throw that on and now I'm in a mood. Do you know what I mean? And I don't necessarily disagree with you, but today I'm uh, we're switching roles and I'm going for complexity of sound. <laughs> this role immediately. I'm just happy because it's a draw, so everybody wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we got no losers, so. All right, round one's a draw. Let's go into our next round. I just want to let it get that somebody will lose. And knowing, knowing what you got, that emotional attachment. Yeah, so this is this is gloomy. Uh, production by Young. It's a great, it's a great, uh, great song. And I like them at this this sort of uh, length, like those short cracking ones. See, right? They take you right away. They're like, you know. Showing off their their pipes. Right? Little Gloomy um, by uh, Freddie Old Soul, produced by Young. Young, yeah, and that's uh, that Sinke EP. And yeah, just another, just another example, man. Just of Freddie's versatility. Um, you know the the content, just being real. You know, like identifying with the struggles uh, that we all go through. Once again, of of you know. Good and evil. <laughs> Some of the things put people put out to us, and it, it really isn't that simple. It's very complicated, and uh, you know, I, I think she explores that well, and it's very um, I can relate. So, shouts out to Freddie. Nice, nice, nice. 
Alright, Ben. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I don't just want to make fun of you. Well, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Alright, so we're Alamo. Uh, next song by Glad Rags. Yeah, this one's a banger. It's, uh, this is the, the last song, but not the last track on the album because there's a little outro, but um, really is showing this new direction. I think they'll be going in with this more dance feel. Um, and lyrically, they cover this theme of escapism I really like through like vacationing and also why you're why you're trying to travel or escape metaphorically and how you're trying to showcase where you're where you are what you're learning to the rest of the world okay i guess yeah no (laughs) yeah this song is amazing Have you ever been to the Alamo? Anyone? No. <laughs> I'm not. So, I can't remember it. Because right. I've never been there. No, that's yeah. one. No, that's the, <laughs> this song will make you want to go, maybe. So this is a different singer, right? Yeah. Shouts out to Glad Man. Coincidentally, uh, we both wear suits all the time when we perform, so I think that makes <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you wore a suit. Is like, the guy that just always wears a suit, or were you just he like... Is. I am. I was, and I think I'm older than the proto-martyr guy, so I don't know. Well, <laughs> I thought you had the Pentagon files with you. <laughs> uh, no, this, this, is, this is fun. Fuck, this makes it so difficult to pick between the two, because I don't really want... I'm going to Alamo. I'm going to yeah. Alamo. <laughs> yeah. I'm even going with Alamo. I love Alamo. Uh, <laughs> I love Alamo, but I'm going to go with Gloomy. Oh, my yes. God. Love let's, it. Let, let's let the last one decide, because I actually... Alamo's like a longer gig <laughs> for me. Well, shit. Uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got one more. One Game more seven. Games. This is for all the chips. For all the chips. All right, so we've got one more song by Freddie Old Soul. So yeah. yeah, so Blue Light, y'all. 
You know what that is. <laughs> no, a lot not not a, a a laughing matter, but no, I think this song is a is a great song that touches on um I don't I don't think it's necessarily hugely uh political, but it definitely is political and um it's blue lights, man. Sometimes, uh, you know, I, I know I get spooked by blue lights, and sometimes I get pumped by blue lights. And uh, I just like lights in general. I, think I already love this beat. And I love this and beat. And that's, that's where we're going. Freddie's getting it. Oh, man, that. this beat is so good. It's so crazy, because we lived in Bridgeport, and then McKinley Park. You ever did they have those on the corner? Those like corner blue light, like the boxes. Yeah, yeah, they had them. <laughs> I will. I remember and just like when I was when I was a kid, we'd always be like, "Where do we go in the city to buy drugs?" You know, and then it's like, "Oh, whatever that look, whatever you see that or like." This is an anti-drug zone. It's like, okay, well, it doesn't say that in my neighborhood. Where the cameras are, let's go there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. song um this is the world is waiting by glad rags showing off another one of the glad rad orchestra singing you know showcasing the versatility of talent in that band once again and you know the lyrics just like are so they're like cutting at people's habits but they don't they're not mean Trying to figure out who they remind me of. Faith no more, a little bit. You know what I mean? That kind of like, it's like weird. Where's it? You know what I mean? Like, well, I okay. I'll go with Faith no more mixed with like the B 52s Sure. <laughs> Especially Alamo had a very B 52s yeah. yeah. when the lyrics yeah. came in and everything. with three different vocalists. Oh, I was going to say, so this is not the Alamo vocalist? Different guy? This is Benjamin Karras, drummer of Glad Rags. 
this is The World is Waiting again uh, by Gladregs off of the uh, album that just came out, Wonder Under. Great, great part. They, they love to change it up, man. They didn't, they... I feel like I just ordered a rusty nail in like a diner in the 1950s. Right. I'm sitting there looking out the window. Someone's driving like a Model T or some shit. You know what I, I mean? I don't like, know. I don't know about that. I mean, this is this is like. The world is waiting just yeah, I mean, oh, there's like so much composition. There's a cigarette in an ashtray, but it's a full cigarette. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just, the smoke is coming up. You know. It's great. You know, actually, before you guys got here, I listened to the title track of the album, like, Wonder Under, and I loved that one, and then, but that was so different than the other ones we listened to, like, the versatility is crazy, but it's like, I don't know if I can give them, we have to pick the final. If I had to describe Glad Rags in one sort of sentiment, I would say, it's like they came, were assembled to make the score for a dark European cartoon. <laughs> you know, like, like an anthropomorphic bassoon befriends a prostitute in the okay, streets of I Paris. Wanna, Dave actually said this to me. Um, I'm going to read this uh, verbatim. I said basically the same thing. I mean, that's, it's so this specific. This is what they play in a dark Euro cartoon where the protagonist is a depressed bassoon who befriends a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the tracks. You know what I mean? There's like a Paris cafe, but they're like skimpering around. Yeah, yeah, they're like a Paris cafe. They're ducking like, the new on, alleyways. But like, on, but like on mushrooms. That so would like be the protagonist my, turns into a That would a be our life in Paris, Hama. That'd be tight. We, we befriend all of the, the funnest um, folks. <laughs> All of the best instruments. <laughs> Only. Oh, okay, I want to kind of hear this part now. Like, this is right up my alley. This is my favorite part of this so far. Of course, this is the fourth piece. Is this the fourth uh, vocalist of this song? They, they've switched over. Yeah, there is four. Yeah, there are four. Jackie, Jacqueline. Um, Marianne, Matches, Glad Matt, and uh, Benjamin Karras. Yeah. So, yeah, there is four that you'll hear on this album. Damn. Well. Alright, who, who, who. I think you guys should have to say your pick at the same time. Alright, you ready? Ooh. No, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Three. No, two, I said I'm not ready. Two. One. Blue, Blue light. light. Okay. <laughs> no. And I'll tell I you, to draw. Here's the thing. Ready? Here it is. And it's not <laughs> that this isn't a like a fantastic song. This song is wonderful. The 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 vibe and everything is perfect. But the beat at the begin, like the beat of Blue Light, it was just like oh shit, like right away. Like I just kind of like you know like. We're, we're, it's not fair because we listen to so much hip hop that our brains are going to naturally be drawn to it. I think Wonder Under. Yeah, but also like Sharon Jones and shit like that that's more kind of in this vein, you know? I want to, I want to though stop and like say for real to you guys that these are probably the two easy, the two most interesting artists and interesting albums 
EP, well, fuck it, I'm still going to call it an album, definitely the, the two most interesting was... pieces that we've been brought, and we've been doing this for... About a year, year now, I think, at this a, point. About a year now, and this is for sure, hands down, the most impressed I've been by music that people have brought in. It's a testament to... Chicago, y'all. Yeah. So many great things. This is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> but yeah. shouts out to Freddie and Glad Rags. No, that's great. Yeah, shout, thank you. Shouts yeah, out to both. Out. Please it's, listen it's, to Wonder Under on Spotify. Um, Freddie's on uh, SoundCloud. I don't know. Is she on Spotify as well? Um, I'm, I, I yeah, I think yeah, she is. Also, I think she is on on Spotify. But definitely, you can find her. Yes, on, on she's SoundCloud. on Spotify as well. Yeah, yeah. perfect. And yeah, please find them. This was the shit. And I just want to make super clear, this is the best music that anyone has brought us so far. And like, sure. Chicago notwithstanding. Like, it just o- overall. Like, people have brought us some lots of shit we've already heard. The Chicago app is way better than the New York app. I can put it to you that much. Yeah, we've done, we've done like, New York. Like we, we did New York app, a Miami app. And well, let me say, I love I love New York, though. I do love New York. And and you know what, guys? New York loves Chicago. <laughs> believe it or not. Believe it or not. At least that's my take. No, I think you're right. <laughs> and, you know, if I could, we were going to go out on a Limp Bizkit song, but I kind of want to go out on uh, the track we haven't gotten to play yet because we're loving Chicago. So let's go out on uh, Lost. So this is Chance, the rapper, featuring... Oh. Shouts out, Chano! <laughs> um, okay, so we got to do our little sort of... Okay, so again, rate and review the podcast... Uh, check out uh, What About Chicago. Shoot them a five-star review. Facebook.com slash What About Chicago on all social media, Instagram, all that. Thank you. Uh, you can follow our Spotify playlists uh, under my name, Dave Metz. Uh, you can listen to my other podcast, The Palm Pilots. Um, follow me on Twitter at Lake underscore Superior. You got anything? Any social so, um, media? RaheemSalam.bandcamp.com BentoChicago.bandcamp.com, right? 801-755-1963. Benjamin A. Maroney at gmail.com. Let's go. You got my address. <laughs> Hit me up for that social, I guess. No, guys, we love taking that walk, and we want to hear all. We want to hear, see, feel, touch all of your art. So keep in tune with us. Nice. We love you, wherever you are. But what about Chicago? Thanks for being on the podcast, guys. It was an awesome episode. This is great. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Really appreciate it. You impressed me. (laughs) No, you impressed me. With your music. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening.
Alright, machine culture, impressing with music. I'm Dave Metz. I'm Marianne Bobski. One person's been like, what the fuck? be complaining that he's tired and I'm like are you kidding me yeah. sleep when he sleeps <laughs> well yeah I mean that's what it was like when the roles were reversed when Mary didn't have a job and I had a job right, but you know what I will say and not to shit on Dave because I think Dave has gotten a lot 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 better about this but I think at first before he was like watching Sophie for longer periods of time because right after I had her he immediately had to like start studying and pass these two exams it was like three exams, exams. three exams it was, it was a whole clusterfuck yeah so if I slept too much when she slept, then like the house wouldn't get clean. I wouldn't. Oh my god! Or, something, or you right? want to call a friend, or you want to throw a little laundry right. in, or I need to clean the house, or I need to take a shower. Right, and so and so I <laughs> yeah. often like if I did sleep when she slept, he'd be like, "What the fuck did you do today?" And I'd I had like, no appreciation. It's for like it. I, I, I slept. I, I'd be like, I mean, dude, I was up eleven times feeding this. Yeah, kid. and then. Yeah. Then, and then she know. shat. And then, yeah. and then my clothes got... And then I had to take a shower. And then, right. And then, like, on the days where I, like... And then I'd stop sleeping when she slept. Because I'd be like, if I sleep, then I'll never clean. I'll right. never cook. I'll it's never... such a nothing. hard balance. So, yeah, you, you have to, like, figure out what the fuck you're going to do. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you've got one more track. Let's, I've, let's... Uh, well, this just reminds me of my parents. <coughs> No, no, I just have a young cowboy. He lives on the range. I mean, who doesn't love James? Horse and his cattle. See, that's another, that's a gap you have. That's a gap. This is like my parents, John Mayer. That's a good one. He's just a sensitive guy with a guitar. He's a sensitive guy with a guitar, man. Who had a heroin problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, we're talking about musicians here. He rises, he sits by no. His no. They liked that. Were they hippies? No. My mom was. My mom was like a stoner Led Zeppelin person. Okay, okay. My dad was just as straight-laced as they come. <laughs> like, I didn't think my dad... I don't think my dad laughed until 1986. Okay? So, he definitely was not getting the jinx. Well, this, is like a, this is like a lullaby. I mean, my parents would sing this to me to go to sleep. This is just a, a lullaby. Good night, you moonlight ladies. Rock the sweet baby James. Baby James is like 50 now. Wait, is that his son? His brother, Livingston Taylor's son. His oh. nephew. I just assumed he was talking about himself. I don't know because his name is James No, Taylor. it's about Livingston Taylor's son. I'm just so used to hip-hop when I saw the album cover, and it's like, James Taylor, Sweet Baby James. I'm like, well, that's about him, obviously. <laughs> Same thing with Jim Croce. You don't mess around with Jim. I'm like, yeah, you're going to get your wig split. You don't mess around with Jim. Like, I just assume they're talking about themselves. Well, he's also like talking about Boston here. He says... Yeah, the Berkshires seem dreamlike. You know, the Berkshires are in Boston, like in Massachusetts. Like he's talking about. You ever seen that really thin house in Boston? 
The Thin House. The, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's like yeah. the thinnest house in America or something. It's on a corner. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's, like it's right by B.U. where I went. Go, um... Terriers. Terriers, all right. They're adorable. They're lap dogs. They are lap dogs. Um, well, I mean, any <laughs> final thoughts at Motherhood before we, we play? I mean, I'm sure that if you do another Motherhood episode again, we could go into a whole new... Genre, you know, because it's just always changing. We could, we could do like literally just a talk episode on motherhood. Yeah, it's and it never, and it wouldn't be enough, and it wouldn't be enough, and it wouldn't be enough. And I also want to shout out to Leah. She brought us two packs of extra diapers, (laughs) and not just any diapers, but honest company diapers. And I respect that a lot. Well, we're out of threes. You know, we don't use threes anymore. I'm like, what am I going to do with these threes? Oh, Mary might need diapers. Yeah, we're on threes, right? We are on threes. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, fours, which is. Crazy. I mean, but those are overnights. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited because I got really uh, I got really snobby about diapers recently, and uh, honest diapers fit my snobbery. Yeah, honest is pretty awesome. It's All worth right. the money. All right, so thank you for uh, listening. Oh to, my god. Um, Press me with music. Um, please rate review on iTunes. You're holding your phone right now. Just. Give us a five-star review. And let us know that you need us so that I can get you a latte. Come on. Uh, That's a good offer. Yeah. Go to the Machine Culture website for all of the podcasts. Uh, You can find our Spotify playlist there. Uh, You can listen to my other podcast, The Poem Pilots. Um, I think I have some shows coming out. I'm trying to remember what they are. Um, I'm doing a show with... uh, July 12th, I'm doing a show at Phyllis's Musical Inn. And July, let's see here. Um, July 26th, I'm doing um, a show at the Celtic Crown. No, oh, that's right by where I live. I live next door to there. Where is that? That's in Lincoln Square. You're still in Lincoln Square? Yeah. We wanted to live there. We couldn't get in. Yeah. We not. Yeah. yeah. We actually applied to a place there, and they were like, no, thank you. Oh. Yeah, this guy just happens to not uh, run credit and stuff. Good. All right, well, uh, this is uh, DMX for Friday's Anthem. What did he do again today? Oh, he uh, shot his uncle. Shot his uncle. Allegedly. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, wait, did you want to plug yourself for me or anything? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I mean, you can follow me on Leah Berman. <laughs> did you ever see that movie Down to Earth with that Chris Rock? This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture.